I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that.
joyous, joyful exaltations to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Women Wednesday. I'm your host, Maria Matane. Blessings, love, and strength to all, grace to all within the listening ear. I thank you for joining me again today. Tonight's theme is the future of men. The future of men. Reclaim the divine masculine. Part two. Reclaiming the balance. I'm calling on the balance. We need to balance each other and energetically intertwine. That's what the yin and yang is really about. It's about the divine masculine and the divine feminine, each holding a portion of each other while the other energies balance and create a whole. We're going to start off tonight in the praise up in Second Peter 1, 3 to 4. According to his divine power hath given unto us all Overstand, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature so that ye may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust that's how you escape corruption that's in the world overstand the promises given unto us exceeding great and precious promises according to his divine power hath given unto us. And I researched how to become a new man in Christ and the relevant verses. I'm going to start off in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Ephesians 4.24 And put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God, has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Colossians 3.12-14 So as those who have been chosen of God Holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whosoever has complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all these things, put on love. Put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And Romans 6, 6, knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him, 
in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we could no longer be slaves to sin. In Colossians 3.10, and have to put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. According to the image of the one that created you, the divine image, the divine masculine, and the divine feminine. And we have to pay attention to what our divine purpose is, right? And so in Isaiah 45:15, but thus says the Lord, who created the heavens? He is the God who formed the earth and made it. He established it and did not create it as a waste place, but formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is no one else. Isaiah fourteen twenty seven. For the Lord of hosts has planned. He's planned. And who can frustrate it? And as far his stretched out hand, who can turn it back? Your divine purpose is the most high stretched out hand inside of you. Inside of you. You can't turn it back. You have to accept who you are. Divine man with a divine purpose. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the future of men. Reclaim the divine masculine. Part two. Blessings and grace.
you don't respect yourself. Love you like they love their wealth. Love you like there's no one else. Encrypted on stone, Orion's belt. Gotta give thanks for the hands you dealt. Valuable you are, don't look so far. Temples within you, no, love is God. The company you keep has a lot to say. Don't make excuses for their toxic race, they sweetness. God your way. Can't save a person from themselves when they are their own worst enemy. Self-hate, being separators, born free with the right to be. Sunscreen can't block vitamin D. Universe wants you feeling happy. Walks in parks, safe, refreshing. Nature mean no harm. Love shine bright when it's dark. Doble positivo. Algo pa' que piense aquí esta te lo digo. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The things we dwell upon in our minds with affection or take to our hearts in fear are the things that are finally built into our character. The things we think of with love or fear determine not only our characters, but our circumstances and our environment as well. The uncontrolled thoughts, the drifting life, the past mistakes, all can be obliterated by forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth onto those things which are before and pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of the Most High in Rastafari.
blessings and grace and give thanks for life and for divine knowledge and for divine knowledge in Yeshua's name. So the divine masculine is a spiritual, psychological, and archetypal ideal of masculine energy. The highest, most inspiring, and truest expression of masculinity. Universal and inherent energy, counterpart to divine feminine, within all mankind that manifests through an individual's thoughts, actions, and beliefs. And just to break it down into a real simple form, the masculine qualities that are present within this is logic, reason, action, firm, survival, loyal, adventurous, rational, and strength. And all this comes through the remembrance. The word male means remembrance, understand. And so the divine masculine is outwardly directed, whereas the divine feminine is inwardly directed. Its characteristic is indeed movement. It's the kind of energy that moves from A to B, that rushes forward to a goal. And how does it do this? Through logic. If the feminine is right-brained, emotional, and creative, the masculine is left-brained, understanding through logic, a calculator. A calculator, a strategist. This is good because logic and reasoning are a tool needed to move through life, especially when it comes to planning and achieving something. Another trait is strength, not only physical, Most men are stronger than women, but through that strength that comes from inside, from spirit, the spiritual gift that can make you go through the challenges of your ascension journey, no matter the obstacles, the divine masculine can and will overcome them all. Connected to strength, you have protection. Man is a warrior, and he fights the good fight. He doesn't fight others. He only fights for the truth for himself, and for the people. He is the protector, the guardian of the voiceless, and above everything of his beloved family and his beloved. Indeed, he's linked with material abundance. He can provide the earthly needs of his family. He is there to ensure that prosperity can flow effortlessly. And power is what allows the divine masculine to stand up for himself for what is right. He sets up clearly defined boundaries, and no one can walk through them. He fights the good fight. He would never attack another in his truest form. But if you try to abuse him or those he loves, he will prevent you from doing that. He is a king. He doesn't bend, bow, or kneel to anyone. At the same time, he doesn't want anyone to bow, kneel, or worship him. Inner power. It comes from knowing who you are. It is not taken from another. It is not obtained with trickery. Being able to move from objective to objective, 
One of his main traits is determination. Along with that, he uses focus. When he knows where he wants to go, nothing can stop him. Because through his power, determination, and since he never loses sight of his destination, focus, he will always reach his dreams. The divine masculine carries the qualities of resilience. With his toughness, he can quickly recover from difficulties. Being the God energy, he embodies his aspect. Light. Light is information. That is what he can easily connect and feel connected to all that is. Divine masculine is indeed also a mystic and a sage that is constantly searching to improve, learn, and expand himself. He is the high priest. And together with us, they hold the secret codes needed to reach divine union and the highest levels of ascension. So we have to become unencumbered and let go of all the muck and maya holding one back and past experiences and lies told and lies believed and lies believed. You have to believe what the Most High says that you are, you know, and walk in that. And so some of the archetypes that show the different facets of the Most High, the Divine Masculine within. You know, you're connected to all that is, and that's a personal aspect of self that 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 one has to hold dear and believe. Not even believe, no. Don't be the lie, right? Know it. It is that part of us that resonates with the transpersonal, harmonious love for everything that the Most High has done. A man expressing the Most High's archetype in its fullness, fullness, when he's filled with the Most High, he is synergistically connected to all that is and has the confidence of knowing resulting from this connection, and he has spiritual balance and orientation and emanates unconditional love to all in his sphere of presence. His power is in his presence. His spiritually centered awareness focused completely in the present moment. He embodies love, compassionately expressed to whoever is within his sphere of presence. And when a woman or anyone really is with this with this man that embodies this archetype, you'll find yourself inspired with new ideas and inspired connections and creating new experiences for and contributes to the furtherance of the divine right of happiness, equality of all races, genders. He leads by inspiring creativity, beauty, and truth-seeking. Fulfilling the highest ideals and principles through examples and not aspiration alone. He's spiritually guided, 
supporting and sponsoring creation, transcendence, and resolution in all its forms. He seeds thought forms and ideas, releasing ownership for the greater good. A man in the fullness of the Most High's archetype shows up as unconditional, loving, inclusive, open, welcoming, heart-centered, spiritually focused, supportive, and inspirational. Now, the next is the king archetype. And the king plays a central role of order and blessing, strength and balance. While the God archetype sees thoughts, forms, and ideas, the king births them and actively looks to their growth and further manifestation into existence, a more hands-on, understand, being a steward of these. And this king archetype governs the domain of material manifestation, family, kingdom, your sphere of influence, including your relationship to individuals and physical locations, your neighborhood, your community, material wealth and abundance. The king archetype has the attribute of unyielding strength of character and is relied upon by all in the realm to not yield to less noble, self-serving interests or compulsions. Thus, the king inspires and unites the realm to follow his leading. He combines this strength with intelligence and right action, action, and wisdom. He brings order and safety where there's chaos and harm, organizes culture, to provide prosperity for all and ensures a free flow of energy and communication to elevate the ones around him. He serves the people along with his queen who is equal in stature and partnership. And being with the man or around the man who's in the fullness, supportive and nurturing of the well-being and easeful participation and happiness of those he engages with. He's stabilizing, has a calming influence in all circumstances. By his balance and potency, his strength and effectiveness, others are comforted and influenced to imitate his example. His demeanor is seasoned, a seasoned man, overstand, and carries wisdom with it, not adolescent impulsiveness. The king archetype is complex with multiple aspects that comprise this unique expression of the divine. His wisdom carries a transpersonal selfishness, kind father. He is an agent of the divine, having reverence for all life. He is benevolent, even-handed, calm, caring, and thoughtfully present, yet passionate in his wholehearted support. He is settled in the knowing that everything is as it should be. Everything changes, and there is no lack in anything to genuinely fear. The next one is the priest. The priest archetype is possibly the least known or understood and the least supported in our culture. The priest archetype 
domain is that of the spiritual awareness and insight, connecting with and revealing occult, that which is hidden, knowledge of the unknown realm to the enlightenment of the self and selfless benefit for the many. The priest is the transducer, the connector, the facilitator between the material and the spiritual world. One's conscious personality and the divine realm of spirit. He, he, he's the mediator of the powerful energies that comprises one's inner community of archetypes and personal components. Working closely with age, archetypes to create, manifest, and bring spirit into form. The priest calls forth and directs energies between unconscious and conscious awareness, affecting our felt sense, what we feel of well-being and competence in life. The priest nurtures and caretakes the spiritual relationship between the ego personality and the spirit, the divine. Understand. The spirit and the divine. These are different types of archetypes that man finds himself overstand and stands within. The priest archetype in its fullness feels like you're with the man who is the master of his spiritual and material realities and knows how to cork forth from spiritual storehouses when he needs to transmute energies that would overtake or topple other men, not in this fullness, thoughtful and reflective, having depth to his presence and intellect. He knows how to obtain higher perspective and detach from or become neutral to inner and outer storms and how to connect deep inner truths and resources with his, with his personal experience of life. He's not easily pushed or pulled by faddish influences, but with grace and insight, he brings power and confidence to difficult situations requiring resolution, change, or shifting. And the warrior, the one we hear about the most, the warrior archetype is the most represented and exploited archetype in our culture, being elevated and revered by the dominant patriarchal society as disciplined leader and protector. While these are two of the warrior's sterling qualities, it is what comprises his fullness that makes this archetype truly a divine expression. Warrior qualities include decisiveness and clarity of thought, selfless service, Genuine humility, strength of experiential knowing, courage to do what serves the highest good, even when it is a personal challenge to do so. He serves to maintain and support established systems and forms consciously, without blind, without being blind but being exemplary in, in loyalty to a greater good beyond personal gain. 
He remains calm and centered while under challenge. He is inwardly aligned and integrated, in touch with his feelings, being warm and compassionate, appreciative and generous at every opportunity. He fights the good fight in a, in a favor of benefiting the greater good. For the greater good. He's a protector, not an invader. He creates a safe environment in order for the people to thrive and grow. He defends his territory, which could include the whole earth, from destruction and exploitation. He is also an inner warrior, doing good battle with his own ego and psychology, fighting to strengthen his own divine nature against the inner forces of chaos and vice. You know, this is spiritual warriors, eco-warriors, those that stand up and are counted. And being in the presence of a man in the fullness of the warrior archetype, it feels like his strength of stature is evident and unheralded, not needing accolades or compliments. He contributes without fanfare or needing to be directed. He doesn't lord himself over on others. He eagerly responds to requests of service, showing respect to all, especially to those elder to him. He knows himself and finds his place in, in um, all kinds of collaborative projects, being fulfilled and contented with the collaboration and not by the ambition or the competition. The man and the fullness of the warrior makes you feel safe while not being oppressed by his stature or his protection. The next archetype is, is the lover. The lover archetype is the most misunderstood and yet familiar primal energy. The lover archetype has been distorted into a selfish and dense expression that lacks breath or spirit. Yet the lover is the meeting and the combining of sex and spirit, eros, the universal urge to bond and unite. He comprises the alchemy that infuses spirit into flesh with desire-prompting engagement and erotic expression. While most commonly expressed in romantic and sexual form, the lover archetype contains a much fuller divine expression. The lover archetype in its fullness is the primal energy of passion, exquisite engagement with life, and a static being, an alive and vivid worldview. The, the domain of the lover archetype is the primal urge of being, of being, of well-being, procreation, and is manifested in creative adaption and initiatory experiences. The lover is the epitome of sensual. He is intimately interested in all forms of sensory engagement, art, music, dance, Seeing the world 
in all its splendor. He is the archetype of play and healthy embodiment without shame. The lover archetype has a mystical quality that seeks to experience beauty and unity in daily life. The divine lover is a man of both heart and wisdom. And partnership with his partner, the divine feminine, he brings the fullness of love to all. A good husband and father who works hard to love and raise his family is a, is is. is is also an example of a lover in his fullness. He may lead a nonprofit organization, right? Working on healing the world in some kind of way. The man experiencing the fullness of the lover archetype feels like he is sensual, he is open and invites you to touch his mind, his body, his soul. He is connected, integrated, and relishes physical, psychological, and spiritual connection with others that highlights integrated, expanded awareness and experience. He is immersed in the experience, present in the moment, focused on the quality of the connection and engagement. He appreciates beauty in all its forms and makes each moment a work of art. He appreciates the sensuous experience of life and resonates deeply on many levels of being. He is sensitive to others' needs and moods and is intuitively responsive. He is in his body, animating it with vital energy through dance, yoga, movement. He brings a joy to life. He brings a joy of life to any engagement or conversation. He has stopped performing and has relaxed into being, feeling without pressure to accomplish or gain. The next archetype is the sage. The sage archetype is a very important aspect of the divine masculine expression. The sage is is closely aligned with the priest archetype. However, the sage emanates an additional aspect of advocating right actions. The sage is the ego in service to and right relationship with the higher self's power. The sage observes, tracks, scans, monitors data from all sources, within and without, and channels wisdom leading to right action, a channeler of wisdom. The sage is detached from ordinary life flow, watching and engaging energies with wisdom and toned action as needed for the synchronistic harmony of life. The man in the fullness of the sage archetype feels unheralded He quietly and deftly shares with others wise counsel and channel direction that shifts the receiver into a new possibilities and pathways that reflect right action for their life path. He quietly supports the wisdom of others, not seeking acclaim or notice for his contribution. 
He is thoughtful and reflective and rests in his felt connection with spirit and grounded connection with the earth, the source of his wisdom and insight from the Most High. The sage importance during crisis and intense need. Through the uniquely formed conduit that the sage embodies, wisdom and right action becomes clear. The sage's contribution, we feel confident and assured that our path is the right one for us. We respond to life with a calm easefulness that transitions crisis and change with grace and wisdom. Overstand. As I read these different archetypes, I'm thinking of different people, different male that male men in my life that I know that somewhat, you know, encapsulate different aspects of these archetypes and, you know, seeing how it resonates and how it's true. Another one is the hero, right? The hero looks like a man, but is really a boy attempting to become a man. He journeys out to save a damsel in distress. His ego seeks acknowledgement and praise for being a hero. Most military officers and police, those kind of people, are that type of archetype. And you also have the divine magician who uses his skill and knowledge to benefit all of humankind. Right? Those are the healers, the scholars, the doctors, the inventors, also musicians, wisdom leaders. As you stand as a man, what do you see? of yourself and your divinity. Decide. Decide where you fit and where the most I want you to stand. Stand there. And hopefully some of these archetypes resonated with ones listening and they can become the fullness of who they're supposed to be within their divine aspect and their divine calling and Yeshua's name. Blessings and strength to all the men and declare the strength and power within and reclaim the divine masculine in Yeshua's name. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace.
keeping it real I'm showing all the sisters how you feel I raise you, I appreciate you You mean the world to me And you're focused and you're free, yeah. It's really hard on the man them today Cause the system sets away And it seems like positivity no pay But despite the negative A few of them are give us inspiration In the way they try to live I mean some really honest youth You can depend on for the truth Not afraid to show the girl That she's the center
Blessings and grace as we move into the go and gnosis, your news infused with consciousness. I'm going to start off tonight at the rawstory.com. And the Trump administration twists the anti discrimination law to claim that the KKK is a protected class. A protected class. And the circus surrounding the Masterpiece Bake Shop case in which Colorado Baker refused to serve gay customers, lost a discrimination case, and then appealed it all the way to the Supreme Court. A strange tidbit emerged yesterday in explaining why Jack Phillips, the bakery's owner, should not be compelled to serve people whose lifestyles go against his religious beliefs. Solicitor General Noel Francisco kept saying that a black sculptor should not be compelled to make art for the Ku Klux Klan. Amanda Gandhi at Rewire pointed out on Wednesday, Francisco, who serves as the government's lawyer, got at least one half of his argument right. No lawyer could successfully argue that it's discriminatory for an African-American artist to deny service to a KKK member, but that's because unlike LGBTQ people, KKK members are not members of a protected class. The anti-discrimination law doesn't require every business to serve every person on the planet, Gandhi wrote. It merely requires that a business not refuse service based on a person's protected characteristics. Under Colorado's anti-discrimination law, places of public accommodation like businesses, restaurants, hotels are not permitted to refuse service to someone based on protected characteristics. Those characteristics include disability, race, creed, color, sex, sexual orientation, marital status, national origin, and ancestry. 
A protected or or suspect class, she continued, is made up of discrete and insular minorities, a group of people who have historically been subjected to discrimination, comprise a discrete minority, and have immutable characteristics, meaning that they're changeable, that rather that they cannot be changed. Being a member of the Klan or other bigoted groups is not unchangeable, nor does it accept, subject one to historic discrimination. You know, but they're saying that they are protected. The world we live in today. And on some interesting news, Los Angeles has legalized marijuana, recreational marijuana, that is. So so Los Angeles will become the nation's largest city with recreational pot after after the city council voted Wednesday to license sales next year. After months of debate, the council approved rules to usher in commercial sales and cultivation set to begin in less than a month under an initiative approved by state voters. Under the Los Angeles regulations, residential neighborhoods will be largely off-limits to pot businesses, and buffer zones will be set up around schools, libraries, and parks. However, with New Year's just weeks away and the holidays coming, industry experts says it's not clear how many businesses, if any, will be ready to open the doors on January 1st to hordes of of anxious customers. So recreational marijuana is now legal in Los Angeles. And then also in marijuana news, Ontario, Canada, passed the Cannabis Act, which will take effect in July of 2018. The Liberals and New, De- and, um, New Democrats voted in favor of the legislation on Tuesday, while the Progressive Conservatives opposed it. So the marijuana will retail for $10 a gram by the, by the Ontario Cannabis Retail Corporation. Get that, the Ontario Cannabis Retail Corporation. It will be sold from behind the counter to patrons 19 and older. And so the way they set this up is that they're going to force illegal pot dispensaries will be forced closed. So the new law gives Queens Park a monopoly on recreational marijuana when the federal government legal, legalization takes effect on, on um, July 1st. Weed will only be sold by the Ontario Cannabis Retail Corporation, a subsidiary of the Liquor Control Board of Ontario. Starting next summer, the OCRC will operate 40 standalone marijuana shops, increasing to 150 stores by 2020, and illegal pot dispensaries will be forced to close, with the federal government now pledging to give provinces and territories 75% of what SALSA is an estimated $450 million in annual pot tax revenue nationwide. Ontario will work on a share of its roughly 40% portion with municipalities for enforcement. So only the government will be able to sell it in Ontario. And in some sad news, the founder and creator of Golden Crust Caribbean Bakery and Grill um, has alleged to have committed suicide in a Bronx factory. Golden Crust Caribbean bakery and grill founder. This is on the JamaicanObserver.com. 
the founder and CEO of Golden Crust Caribbean Bakery and Grill, allegedly killed himself inside his Bronx factory Saturday, police sources said. Low Howell, 57, shot himself inside the Park Avenue building. And more than a dozen and current and former employees stood in disbelief. Some had tears rolling down their cheeks. He was a good boss, humble, and a good businessman. He never seemed sad. He built the Jamaican beef patty purveyor into a national empire, boasting more than 120 restaurants across the United States. It also produces more than 50 million patties per year for retail stores and supplies them to about 20,000 outlets, according to the New York Times. We believe in the power of the patty, Hawthorne told the Times in May. Some of his employees said that they suspected something was amiss when they spotted his car, a silver Telsa 85D parked oddly outside the factory. It was left straddling two lanes. He was a nice boss, a wonderful guy. Blessings to the family of Lowell Hawthorne and to those that helped him build and, his, and, and just see his, his dream come true and all the jobs he created. He was a great man. He produced more than 50 million patties a year. I say alleged, allegedly committed suicide. Blessings and graces, so. And so, to move forward, the NFL. This is on... Um, TMZ.com, the NFL protest proposed $100 million bribe fails to keep the players kneeling. The NFL tried buying the players off with nearly $100 million to they'd stop kneeling and protesting at games, but apparently it didn't work. The NFL recently proposed a deal in which they'd contribute $89 million over seven years to two organizations focused on African-American causes. $89 million to two organizations, that, of, of course, that, that they pick. Can you imagine to two organizations focused on African-American causes, as well as to the Players' Coalition, so they could use the money for whatever causes they wanted? In exchange, the NFL wanted the national anthem protest to end, but the deal seems to have failed. Many players continue to kneel and demonstrate during this week's games. Lessons and strength, and hopefully they'll get back to the conversation of why they're kneeling and deal with the police and the multiple infractions that have happened and deaths that have occurred at the hands of them. Breitbart.com, I found this interesting. Britain's state health care service ask 10-year-olds if they're comfortable with their gender. You know, I'm a big believer. Whatever happens over the pond, they try to bring that over here. An NHS health survey given out in schools, given out in schools is asking children age 10 whether they are comfortable in their gender as well as whether they are a boy, a girl, or other. While the questionnaire has traditionally been used to monitor pupils' height, weight, and fitness, 
formed since the schools across Langchair by the county's NHA Foundation Trust acts year six pupils, do you feel the same inside as the gender you were born with, feeling male or female? Children are also offered a choice of other in addition to male and female and a question asking them to confirm their gender, according to the Daily Telegraph, which reported that it is unclear whether trusts outside of Lancashire have, adopted the, have also adopted the initiative. Parents were given the option of having their child opt out of the survey, which the NHS said that they would help healthcare workers and teachers devise better ways to understand and support children who may be confused about their gender. So look what they're planting seeds in these children's minds. Burn fire on them and that whole movement. Can you imagine asking a child, are you, you know, do you feel the same gender? What does the school need to know that for? It's supposed to be there for reading, writing, arithmetic, science, right? Knowledge of history. What, why do they have to know about, you, you know, what do you feel inside about your gender? Does it make any sense? And planting seeds. And on news.com, the former Facebook vice president of user growth says that social media is ripping apart society. A former Facebook executive says he feels tremendous guilt for helping building the social media platform and won't let his children use it, saying it's ripping society apart. Another Facebook executive has come forward to confess that he helped create a monster. Chamath Palapatai also joined in Facebook in 2007 and later became its vice president for user growth, said that he and the company's founders have created tools that are ripping apart the social fabric of how society works, the New York Post reports. The engineer-turned-investor added that he feels a tremendous guilt for the impact Facebook has had on the world and said that his kids don't have the profiles on social network. They're not allowed to use this SHIT, he said. Palahapitiya is the latest Facebook alum to admit regrets about their role building the company. Last month, Facebook's first president, Sean Parker, admitted he was something of a conscientious objector to the social networking giant. Mr. Parker said that Facebook was designed to exploit a vulnerability in human psychology to get its users addicted. Facebook literally changes your relationship with society, with each other, Mr. Parker told Axios in early November. God only knows what it's doing to our children's brains. The bashing from Mr. Palahapatia came at a talk given at the Stanford Graduate School of Business. He admitted to the audience that he's been off Facebook and other social networks for years. So another one comes up and says what they created. You have to use that with consciousness and not let it, you know, take over your spirit. He said it was made to attack a human vulnerability, overstand, and to make you addicted. And on the latimes.com, a French firm reaches a $7.8 million settlement over allegations of selling fetal tissue. They're selling fetal tissue. Two bioscience companies have reached a $7.785 million settlement with the Orange County District Attorney's Office over allegations that it illegally sold 
fetal tissue to companies around the world, prosecutors said Friday. According to the settlement signed Monday, DV Biologics, LLC, and sister company DaVinci Biosciences, LLC, both based in Yorba Linda, must cease all operations in California within 60 to 120 days. The agreement also requires the companies to admit liability for violations of state and federal laws prohibiting the sale or purchase of fetal tissue for research purposes, prosecutors said. The settlement sees all profits from DV Biologics and, and DaVinci Biosciences acquired by viewing body parts as a commodity and, and illegally selling fetal tissue for valuable consideration. These companies will never be able to operate again in Orange County or the state of California. About $7.5 million of the settlement is estimated scientific value of a planned donation of the company's adult biological samples, tissues, and cells to a nonprofit academic and scientific teaching institution affiliated with a major U.S. medical school, according to the agreement. So they're going to donate whatever they have left. And they will also... Um, the lawsuit accused the companies of illegally selling cells from fetal brain tissue for up to $1,100 per vial. The fetal tissue and cells were sold to pharmaceutical companies and academic institutions in Japan, China, Singapore, South Korea, Germany, Switzerland, Australia, the Netherlands, Canada, and the United Kingdom. The prosecutors opened an investigation into the companies in September of 2015 after a complaint was submitted by the Irvine-based Center for Medical Progress. The anti-abortion group gained national attention in 2015 after releasing a video showing Planned Parenthood affiliates discussing the sale of aborted fetuses. I understand what's happening in this world. All those abortions are being sold around the world at $1,100 per file. That's disgusting. And so they're just, they should be not able to, you know, work in the United States, not just in Orange County or the state of California. See, that's what bugs me out about this whole United States, because things like this should be across all the states. Because this company can go set up shop in Virginia until somebody figures it out. It's a shame. And I want to send blessings and grace to those in um, affected by the fires that have been burning in Southern California. So here's what we know right now. Um, I'm getting information from reddit.com. And on as of Wednesday, December 13th at 8 a.m. this morning, the Thomas Fire, 237,500 acres burned and it's only 25% contained. The fire grew by nearly 80,000 acres on Sunday, but has been holding steady over the last 48 hours. The fire is nearly as big as New York City. The Creek Fire, on some good news, 15,619 acres were burned, and it's 98% contained. The Lilac Fire, which is 4,100 acres, burned is 95% contained, and the Skirball Fire, in which 422 acres burned, is 85% contained. But that Thomas Fire, 
blessings and rain <laughs> to come down and stop that fire in Yeshua's name. Amen. We're going to take a music moment and come back with technology. Blessings and grace.
Welcome to your higher consciousness. You have now ascended to your divine path. Feels good, right? Back to originality. Now, I and I see that it's different up here. Inhale. Exhale. As never-ending electromagnetic energy directs from the source, you now must decide what your role in the community is. You can join us, or you can allow the parasites inside of you to decompose your vessel. What's the matter? It's fair exchange. Babylon will devour all it can before it self destruct And I can, I'm like, I gotta get away. Get away, get away, and I know that I don't, and I won't ever. Yeah. 
yourself before you wreck yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. You gotta check yourself before you wreck yourself. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. You gotta check yourself before you wreck yourself. You better check yourself before you wreck to Minaj, words, you should kill yourself and everybody that you came with, arrangements, out of jurisdiction, no arraignment, my name gets mentioned through the ethers, through high frequency speakers, certified, 45, get in line, make this revolution rap your favorite pastime, make listen to Kuhn tune your very last time, last time, he was CO and now he's gangstified, pushing keys, catching bodies, man, somebody lied, I'd rather listen to that guy noise, levitate with fly boys, organize an army, bang dead press. Understand I'm not a missionary, just the devil's adversary, extraordinary, compliment the feds. And most listening are subject to conditioning. They need a hook, something snappy just to pull them in. I truly sympathize, I hope this pretty singing satisfies. Now should we get back to business then? Separating gods from the nigger men. Separating chicken heads from the heroines. They tell me constantly that I should change my content. You're just too conscious, maybe you should narrow in. Rhyme more about that street life heroin. Make it amplify, glorify the hell you're in. But where the hell you been? Clearly you don't know me then. Spit flame, Ethan all, Jada Pinkett set it off. I gang bang on opposition till his head is off. His arm, leg, leg off. Nailed to a cross, you're not a mob boss, Florentini, Machiavelli, closest you are to Italian, it's sauce and spaghetti, the flow is deadly, hip-hop jihad medley, they could tell I was a rebel the moment they met me, gotta respect me, the 85 is more than sex me, occupied by the five, still I let them sweat me, you can bet me, Phoenix if they try to dead me, and the Republic of Gorillas is ready to wreck me, I pull verses from my screen for the have-nots, who seem caught between the rocks and the hard spots, and most listening are subject to conditions. They need a hook, something snappy just to pull them in. I truly sympathize. I hope this pretty singing satisfies. Now should we get back to business then? I'm not the only one can tell that something's going on. We hustle harder every day and barely holding on. These big banks getting breaks that we'll be gully on. And they'll freeze your assets, keep your scullies on. The same Babylon upgraded red bottom. And he was about that revolution to the feds got him. My man Scott got three to five for a bag of weed. But be a priest and rape boys walk scot-free. I bet you thinking that I'm kidding because I'm throwing stones. It isn't me and St. Germain. In my chromosomes, impatient ancestors raging through my ribosomes. These trolls translated through a microphone. The freedom banger, hanger, Margaret Sanger. Planned Parenthood in every hood would like to thank her. Bankers, Rockefeller, Bilderberg, Unicom, DuPont, IBM, Unicef, and Viacom. 
bonds. My verbal firearm annihilate the infrastructure. Comedic lexicon, cause I don't speak the tongue of suckers. I born degrees of the royal pedigrees. I leave a main 16 in my afterbirth. Still, most listening are subject to conditioning. They need a hope, something snappy just to pull them in. Just what? Now, Ruby, say la. Blessings and grace, and welcome to Technology. We're going to start off tonight on ArsTechnica.com. PepsiCo reserves 100 Telsa semis, likely at 20000 a pop. So big manufacturers, distributors in the U.S. look to slash emission profiles. That's, to me, it looks like they're slashing employment. That's 100 truck drivers being taken out of work at 20000 a pop. So PepsiCo is going to have 100 Telsa semis on the road. They recently placed 100 reservations for Telsa semis. The order is the largest public one to date and may have cost the food and beverage manufacturer as much as $2 million. The Wall Street Journal reported in November that Telsa had bumped the price of reservations from 5000 to 20000 each. PepsiCo told Reuters that it plans to use the trucks to distribute sodas and snack foods to retailers within a 500-mile radius of its manufacturing centers. The company said it's analyzing routes to find optimal use case, either sending lighter snack loads to longer distances or shipping heavy beverages to shorter distances. So right now, they currently rely on on 100,000 conventional semis, but the company has promised to reduce greenhouse emissions across its supply chain by 20% by 2030. So it's starting, they are purchasing 100 Telsa semis, and they're going to reduce emissions. And I'm wondering if these semis are self-driving. That's the part that's of concern. Are they self-driving? And on... um, the azcapitaltimes.com, the Arizona Capital Times, getting driver's license puts Arizonians into perpetual criminal lineup. If you have a driver's license in Arizona, your face now lives in a government database that uses facial recognition technology to see if you're really who you say you are or if you're stealing someone else's identity. But that's not, only, but that's not the only use of the system. Law enforcement at all levels can also run photos using facial recognition technology to see if you're wanted for a crime. And that's what one researcher refers to as a perpetual lineup. Most people living in Arizona at any given time are a part of a constant police lineup simply by virtue of having a driver's license. Here's how it works. After someone at the Motor Vehicle Division takes your photo, your face is scanned by a system based on a proprietary algorithm that analyzes facial features. The system compares your face against the 19 million photos in the state's driver's license database to look for similarities. If the image is similar enough, the system will flag it for further review. The Arizona Department of Transportation publicly boasts about more than 100 cases it has taken to court for fraud using the technology which has been in place since early 2015. But beyond press releases touting its success, the the department does not inform people who have applied for a license that their photos will be scanned perpetually for law enforcement purposes. No such disclosure appears in the license application. 
And so motorists must have a driver's license. You know, so this is what's going on in Arizona. For the ones that listen there, you're in a perpetual lineup every time you drive. And on TechCrunch.com, Microsoft releases Quantum Computing Development Kit Preview for the developers that are listening. At the Microsoft Ignite conference in September, Microsoft let it be known it was going to be a player in the future of quantum computing. And today the company took another step toward that goal when it released a preview of its quantum computing development kit. The kit includes all the pieces a developer needs to get started, including a Q language, a compiler, a Q library, a local quantum computing simulator, a quantum trace simulator, and a Visual Studio extension. This is a preview, so it's aimed at early adopters who want to understand what it takes to develop programs for quantum computers, which will operate very differently from classical ones. Put in simple terms, with a classical computer, a bit can only exist in a binary state of on or off, whereas with quantum computers, a quibit, the quantum equivalent of a bit, can exist in multiple states at the same time. This could open the door to programs that simply couldn't have existed before. This is but one piece in Microsoft's big vision for quantum computing that it discussed at, at um, Ignite. We like to talk about co-development, she said. We are developing those, the hardware and software stack together, so that you're really feeding back information between the software and the hardware as we learn. And this means that we can really develop a, a, a very optimized solution. So Microsoft clearly wants a piece of the quantum computing action, but they are hardly alone. IBM has a quantum computing service available for programmers since last year, and last month it had a breakthrough with the release of a 20-quidbit quantum computer. The company also announced a 50-quidbit prototype. So for those that are interested, Microsoft has released Quantum Computing Development Kit Preview to get an idea of what needs to be developed and how one can develop it. And on EurekaAlert.org, scientists create a stretchable battery made entirely out of fabric. New microbial fuel cell could be integrated into wearable electronics. A research team led by faculty at Binghamton University, State University of New York, has developed an entirely textile-based bacteria bacteria-powered powered biobattery, a bacteria-powered biobattery that could one day be integrated into wearable electronics. The team led by Bingham University's electrical and computer science assistant professor, So Kim Choi, created an entirely textile-based biobattery that can produce maximum power similar to that produced by its previous paper-based microbial fuel cells. Additionally, these textile-based biobatteries exhibit stable electricity generating compatibility when tested under repeated stretching and twisting cycles. Choi said that this stretchable, twistable power device could establish a standardized platform for textile-based biobatteries and will be potentially integrated into wearable electronics in the future. There was a clear and pressing need for flexible and stretchable electronics that can be easily integrated with a wide range of surroundings to collect real-time information, said Choi. Those electronics must perform reliably, even when intimately used 
on substrates with complex and curvilinear shapes, like moving body parts or organisms. We consider a flexible, stretchable, miniaturized biobattery as a truly useful energy technology because of their sustainable, renewable, and eco-friendly capabilities. So compared to, to traditional batteries and other en enzymatic fuel cells, microbial fuel cells can be most suitable power source for wearable electronics because of the whole microbial cells as a biocatalyst provide stable enzymatic reaction for a long lifetime for choice. So that means that the sweat generated from the human body can be a potential fuel to support the battery viability providing the long-term operation of the microbial fuel cells. If we consider the human possesses more bacterial cells than human cells in their body, can you, I mean, look at that. We possess more bacterial cells than human cells in their bodies, he says. The direct use of bacterial cells as power resource interdependently with the human body is conceivable for wearable electronics. So this work was supported by the National Science Foundation, the Bingham University Research Foundation, and the Bingham University ADL Analytical and Diagnostic Laboratory Small Grant. So that school is making strides. And they created a stretchable battery made entirely of fabric and run off your body's bacteria. <laughs> And moving forward on newswise.com, lab-engineered ovaries, superior to human drugs and animal model. So on December 5th, new research in rats suggests the possibility of bioengineering artificial ovaries in the lab to provide safer, more natural hormone replacement therapy for women. So a team from the Wake Forest Institute for regenerative medicine found that engineered ovaries were more effective than hormone therapy at improving bone and uterine health and body composition. The treatment is designed to secrete hormones in a natural way based on the body's needs rather than the patient taking a specific dose of the drug each day, said Emmanuel C. Opara, Ph.D., senior author and professor of regenerative medicine at the Institute which is part of the Wake Forest Baptist Medical Center. So current hormone replacement medications designed to compensate for the loss of the female sex hormone production are not recommended for long-term use due to the increased risk of heart disease and breast cancer. So the drugs that they give people now for hormone replacement increases a woman's risk of heart disease and breast cancer. And so reporting in Nature Communications, they always have it in Nature Communications, the research team suggests that the cell-based system of hormone replacement, because of its ability to match dose with the body's needs, is an attractive alternative to drugs and consistent with the current guidelines in the U.S. and Europe, recommending the lowest possible doses of the hormone replacement therapy. So they are making lab-engineered ovaries, lab-engineered ovaries. So, so a future step, they, they already found that in the rat study, the cell treatment led to better bone outcomes than the traditional hormone replacement drugs. So um, uh, their next step is to determine if, if the treatment is effective in women and if donor cells are a safe option. 
women who need hormone therapy are unlikely to have enough ovarian cells for transplantation. So the capsule was designed to allow oxygen and nutrients to enter the capsule, but to prevent the patient from rejecting the cells. So they are going forward in this. You know, they have really have all the components for a humanoid. All the components. They have the lab-created hormones, the lab-created, um, you know, blood, never-ending supply of blood. I talked about that a couple of podcasts ago. You know, they have the 3D-printed organ, right? They have the lab-grown skin, and um, they have the wombs. <laughs> Just last week I reported the woman that didn't have a womb, got a womb transplant and had a baby. And now um, engineers on MIT News, MIT.edu, Engineers 3D print a living tattoo. A new technique 3D prints programmed cells. The 3D prints programmed cells into living devices for the first time. MIT engineers have devised a 3D printing technique that uses a new kind of ink made from genetically programmed living cells. The cells are engineered to light up in response to to a variety of stimuli. When mixed with a slurry of hydrogel and nutrients, the cells can be printed layer by layer to form three-dimensional interactive structures and devices. The team has then demonstrated its technique by printing a living tattoo, a thin transparent patch pattern with live bacteria cells in the shape of a tree. Each branch of the tree is lined with, li- with, is lined with cells sensitive to a different chemical or molecular compound. When the patch is adhered to the skin, that has been exposed to the same compounds, corresponding regions of the tree light up in response. The research is led by Zhao Zia, of NOSI career development professor in MIT's Department of Mechanical Engineering, and Timothy Liu, associate professor of biological engineering and of electrical engineering and computer science, says that their technique can be used to fabricate active materials for wearable sensors and interactive displays. Such materials can be patterned with live cells engineered to sense environmental chemicals and pollutants, as well as changes in pH and temperature. What's more, the team developed a model to predict the interaction between cells between, within a given 3D printed structure under a variety of conditions. The team says researchers can use the model as a guide in designing responsive living materials. That's a whole new thing now, responsive living materials. In recent years, scientists have explored a variety of responsive materials as the basis for 3D printed inks. For instance, scientists have used inks made from temperature-sensitive polymers to print heat-sensitive shape-shifting objects. Others have printed photoactivated structures from polymers that shrink and stretch in response to light. Zhao's team, working with bioengineers in Lu's lab, realized that live cells might also serve as response materials for 3D printed inks, particularly as they can be genetically engineered to respond to a variety of stimuli. The researchers are not the first to consider 3D printing genetically engineered cells. Others have attempted to do so using live mammalian cells, but with little success. It turns out those cells were dying during the printing process, 
because mammalian cells are basically lipid bilayer balloons, you said. They are too weak and they easily rupture. Instead, the team identified a harder cell type in bacteria. Bacteria cells have tough cell walls that are able to survive relatively harsh conditions. And so, um, such as the force applied to ink as, it, as it's pushed through a printer's nozzle. Furthermore, the bacteria, unlike mammalian cells, are compatible with most hydrocells, the gel-like material that are made from a mix of mostly water and a bit of polymer. The group found that hydrogels can provide an obvious environment that can support the living bacteria. So they have tattoos <laughs> that have bacteria that is programmed to do things. The 3D print a living tattoo. That's why we have to, you know, elevate our minds and let our creativity out, you know, and really get into our own research scientifically for ways, you know, um, I think after um, Dr. Sebi, he had some kind of deal before he died where he was going to open up a lab in a certain part of Africa, you know, just wholly on holistic treatments, you know, and I personally think that's part of the reason why he died early because that would have been revolutionary. Imagine a Merck, but using nothing but holistic pharmacology dispensing drugs that are made from the nature of the Most High, holy. You know, he was about to do big things. God bless Dr. Sabi. And on motherboard.vice.com, there is this entrepreneur who is growing organic leather without cars. You know, he's making it without cows. So we're on the cusp of biology and technology coming together to build a whole new engine of innovation for everything. Forgak said, we have natural materials and we have synthetic materials. There's going to be a third category made from the same building blocks of nature. For, um, so he is using his company and he's um, betting that the fashion brands and their customers will want to make clothes made from the biofabricated material, you know, he doesn't have a scientific background, but he's been working in the field for over a decade. You know, after stints in finance and consulting, he and his father, an accomplished scientist, launched Organovo, Organovo in 2007, now a publicly traded company. Organovo grows real human tissue in the lab for medical and pharmaceutical research. Organovo grows real human tissue in the lab for medical and pharmaceutical research. So to grow, so he has this, his, his product is called Zao, Zo, Z-O-A. So what's that, Zoa? Yeah, like Boa. Zoa, Forgat's team began with a strain of yeast that's genetically engineered to produce a protein identical to that of cattle collagen. And the protein found in, in, um, in um, cow skin. So collagen is the main structural protein in all animals, and it's what makes skin strong and elastic. Modern Meadow isn't the first company to utilize genetic engineering to create a luxury good. Similar techniques, which I didn't know until now, um, similar techniques have been used to create new varieties of materials like silk, for example. So some of this silk is, you know, lab-created, and so the way we make our collagen is we brew it. We develop the type of yeast that eats sugar and produces collagen. The company's lab looks very much like a brewery. 
Modern Metals Chief Creative Officer, has experimented with making clothes from kombucha. Clothes from kombucha in the past. What's ultimately created is a sizable sheet of raw leather that can be dyed, tanned, and finished in any way a designer pleases. Zoa comes out polished, free from the blemishes characteristic of cowhide. In the future, designers could even tinker with the genetic properties of Zoa in order to optimize the one feature over another, like thinness or sturdiness. So this is really different. <laughs> so some of that leather that we think is made from, you know, calf and cow and deer and pony. There's a new type of skin in town, and it's called Zoa. We're going to take a music moment and come back with Herbnology. Blessings and grace. I will come in a time, the time when the mother of the nine comes twirling like a whirlwind, spinning like a dervish. So blow us all into a line, live in a time when the light bodies line up. Cause the clones activate loop, conquer, and divide us. Well, I'll separate. And listen at the gate, late. Some said, wait, said, please sing prayer like prawns. Teach them how to dance in the eye of the storm. Teach them so they know that the things that they care. We release testaments to old world destroyed. And we've been deployed to show them. Show them what? Show them how to channel from the core. Show them how to strike cold, lift like cold. So they mind so deep and they mind so they radiate light from their palms and their pores. The IA is a mixer, and the goons in the picture. But we are coded, our angels hit us, so we were winning the war. And the same ones that's been at it since they won, actively taking us since they won. They are no longer needed. Tell them report to your station. You are losing your form. I've told this story millions of times, really. Excuse me, but it's very important. When they teach you in uh, Japanese Zen how to use a sword, 
first thing that the teacher says to the student is now, you, if you're going to be a good soldier, you've got to be alert constantly. Because you never know where the attacks will come from. They liken this to a barrel of water. The water is just sitting there in the barrel. But the minute you make a hole in the barrel, the water immediately is ready to come out of that hole. So in the same way, the mind, when it is in the proper state, is ready to respond in any direction from which the attack may come. So you sit in the middle, and you don't expect the attack from any particular direction. Now look, there is nothing you can do to be liberated, because all your efforts in the direction of liberation are phony. They are based on your desire to boost and continue your ego. And that will never lead to liberation. All you can do, he says, is to be aware of yourself as you are, without judgment. See what is.
Blessings and grace as we move forward into herbnology. Um, homemade ginger oil. Homemade ginger oil to replace pain pills. This is on organicplanner.com. It's cough syrup, antibiotics, and more. You know, applied topically, um, ginger oil promotes circulation and relieves aches and pains. In food, it does wonders for digestion clearing up diarrhea, indigestion, morning sickness, and nausea. The ginger extract has a tremendous range of uses and um, something that you're going to want both in your diet and your home. And you can even make it on your own. And so um, if you buy the extract or even make the oil yourself, you apply two to three drops in a diffuser and inhale, and this will boost your energy levels and revitalize your mind. Um, apply a drop on your abdomen and gently massage to relieve diarrhea and gas. Add it to your hot bath or apply a few drops on a hot or cold compress and place it on painful areas. Inhale via diffuser or a vaporizer to relieve runny noses, sinusitis, and sore throat. You can mix two to three drops in an ounce of carrier oil and use this oil as a massage, you know, to use for massage to relieve arthritis, backache fractures, muscle pain, rheumatism, revitalize your libido, stimulate your circulatory system. The many benefits of ginger oil are the result of its powerful anti-inflammatory, antiseptic, analgesic, digestive, carmative, expectorant, and stimulating properties. Um, it can help with chronic diseases. The journal Nutrition published a study which showed that the daily intake of two to four grams of ginger can prevent numerous chronic diseases um, and food poisoning. Due to its potent antiseptic and carmative properties, ginger oil can treat food poisoning, bacterial dysentery, and intestinal infections, heart ailments. The regular use of ginger oil can reduce the risk of arteriosclerosis, blood clots, and lower the bad cholesterol levels in the blood. People who consume ginger regularly can reduce their risk of coronary heart disease by 13%. Hypertension, the regular consumption of ginger can reduce the risk of developing hypertension, um, a 2005 study says, and it can lower the blood pressure by blocking the voltage-dependent calcium channels. Um, with with um, malaria and yellow fever, according to a study, ginger oil can repel anophiles and colsophies, mosquitoes, which are the main cause of malaria in tropical countries. 
So if you put that on when you're out, you know, in these tropical countries, it'll keep those type of um, mosquitoes away. And respiratory problems, this all can treat coughs, bronchitis, breathlessness, flu, and asthma. In fact, fresh ginger can eliminate mucus from lungs and throat and is usually added to tea because of its soothing effects. Relieves pain, ginger and ginger oil can reduce progressive, progressive glandins, compounds related to pain, and stomach and bowel-related problems. Ginger oil has the ability to improve digestion and is an excellent remedy for dyspsia, spasms, flatulence, and indigestion. Moreover, it's recommended for individuals who are trying to gain weight as well as it can also increase the appetite. So the way that you make your own um, ginger oil is you get fresh ginger, um, one and a half cups of olive oil, an oven-safe bowl, and a cheese grater. So you rinse the cup of fresh ginger, including the skin, let it dry for a couple of hours, pour olive oil into an oven-safe bowl, chop the ginger, then use cheese grater to shred, add the olive oil, make sure to mix well, put the mixture in the oven, and let it simmer under a low heat, 150 degrees for two hours. Once done simmering, pour the mixture through an unbleached cheesecloth in order to filter it and eliminate the bits of ginger. Next, squeeze out the remaining oil from the cheesecloth and transfer the ginger oils into bottles. Keep it in a cool and dry place where it will stay fresh for up to six months. In general, ginger oil is safe to use, safe for use as long as it's not used in very strong concentrations. Those who have sensitive skin are recommended to do a skin patch test before they decide to use ginger oil in order to find out if they have any allergic reactions to it. You can also dilute the ginger oil in other carrier oils such as bergamot, frankincense, neroli, sandalwood, rose. So um, make sure not to apply ginger oil on skin that will be exposed to the sun within 24 hours after application because ginger oil may be phototoxic. Um, and so pregnant women are recommended to consult their doctor, of course, before using ginger oil, while young children are not allowed to use it at all. It is not recommended to use ginger oil if you have any sensitivity to ginger root, um, because ginger oil can cause the side effects like nausea, heartburn, if you take it in large concentrations. So you want to take it in small drops to help alleviate all of these um, offenses to our bodies, like food poisoning and heart ailments and hypertension and respiratory problems and pain and stomach and bowel-related problems and, you know, chronic disease and food poisoning. Those are horrible things. And the Most High, the nature of the Most High, has something for that, and that's ginger oil. So put it in your oven and cook it up in some olive oil at 150 degrees for two hours and let it cool. And then also on Organic Planner, they have the best. That's a great website, by the way, OrganicPlanner.com, for those that are into the health of it all. The best drink to strengthen the knees, a drink to strengthen the knees and rebuild cartilage and ligaments. As they try to make lab-created ones, we have to keep ours working properly, you know. So um, A lot of adults and elderly suffer from joint and muscle ache due to some underlying health problem, but the pain in these areas can be also a consequence of excessive physical strain or exercising. You know, so taking painkillers for knee pain will not address the root of the problem. It will only provide a temporary relief when the pill's effect passes, 
the pain will return. On the other hand, this natural remedy will work on improving the function of the joints and muscles in the knee area, thus minimize the chances for chronic or acute knee ache. So the recipe is a teaspoon of organic honey, a teaspoon of cinnamon powder, a cup of oatmeal, a cup of orange juice, two cups of chopped pineapple, eight ounces of crushed sweet almonds, and eight ounces of water. I'll say that again. A teaspoon of organic honey, a teaspoon of cinnamon powder, a cup of oatmeal, a cup of orange juice, two cups of chopped pineapple, eight ounces of crushed sweet almonds, and eight ounces of water. So cook the oatmeal for 10 minutes and then leave it to cool down. Put it into a blender together with the other ingredients and blend for several minutes until you get a homogeneous mixture. And drink two glasses during the day, one in the morning on an empty stomach and another one in the afternoon, and repeat the process for 15 days for optimal effect. And some, um, and these are five foods that will help improve your joint and ligaments. Of course, water. You know, we need to have that in our body. Drinking two liters of water on a daily basis will, you know, cover the needs of the whole body. Onion, leeks, and garlic, you know, they, um, they are abundant in sulfur, a mineral that's important in the formation of collagen. Okay, obviously, I'm making this natural collagen and other elements that make up the bones, the tendons, the ligaments, and the cartilage. Cabbages and asparagus are also rich in this important substance. And bluefish, as well as tuna, mackerel, sardines, and salmons have omega-3 fatty acids that possess powerful anti-inflammatory properties that impede the synthesis of inflammatory mediators. Um, foods rich in vitamin C, like strawberries, kiwis, oranges, broccolis, you know, um, tomatoes, hamper the inflammation in the body together with the omega-3. So um, those are some foods. And that drink, again, you want to blend it all up, that cinnamon powder, honey, oatmeal, orange juice, chopped pineapple, sweet almonds, and eight ounces of water. Cook it for 10 minutes, the um, oatmeal, put it in a blender, and drink it twice a day, once in the morning on an empty stomach and once in the afternoon. Hopefully that helped ones listening. You're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace.
up that metaphysical grave that had been dug for you, the part of you, the spark that lays buried. That is what's going to open you up. That's what's going to give you the ability to escape, escape your metaphysical mind. Blessings and grace, and welcome to the metaphysics of the moment. I'll start off tonight and the metaphysical Bible dictionary, I looked up the meaning of ish of Ishi. Ishi, it means my luminous principle, my man, my husband. And it shall be at that day, say of Jehovah, that thou shalt call me Ishi, and shall call me to be no more Bali. In the margin, my husband is given the place of Ishi, and my master in place of Bali. The metaphysical meaning is the foregoing text is a prophetic of the time into which we are now coming, the time which we shall realize and demonstrate that we are no longer servants of God, but are his sons, his sons. This is a time when the marriage of the Lamb shall have 
taken place in our consciousness, and we shall have entered into the abiding realization of our oneness with God, our perfect union with the indwelling Christ. The time when wisdom and love shall have been made one in us. Spirit is then to us our positive, illuminating principle, our wisdom, our husband, our ishi. And we no longer see in God and in Christ a master, but we shall be sons of the Most High. Understand? And the metaphysical meaning of Atara, Atara is crown, head ornament, wife of Jeremel, a man of Judah, a mother of Onam. The metaphysical meaning is when one learns to know God as loving, merciful, kind, compassionate father, husband, and friend. When one learns to know God as a loving, merciful, kind, compassionate father, husband, and friend, not as an angry and revengeful deity, great rejoicing crowns the soul and adorns the whole consciousness of the individual. This rejoicing makes one strong. The joy of Jehovah is your strength. Nehemiah 8.10 is your strength. And the metaphysical meaning of son of God, Yeshua is referred to as both the son of God and the son of man. Metaphysically, Yeshua represents God's idea of man and expression, son of man. Yeshua is the idea in the absolute, son of God. The Christ is the man that God created in his image and likeness, the perfect idea man, and is the real self of all men. Christ is the one and only complete ideal man in the mind of everywhere present God, the only begotten son of God, and hid with Christ in God, the son of man, is the thought of this spiritual man, or idea of God, and like all thoughts, is subject to the limitations of its own identity. By voluntary casting off these limitations, the man identity may come into realization, universality, as the only begotten Son of God. So we find Yeshua referring to himself as both the Son of God and the Son of Man, because he had reached a place of understanding where he realized his relation to being. In John 7:29, Yeshua explains this realization when he says, I know him because I am from him, and he sent me. He sent you. You're from him. And the metaphysical meaning of the word son, right? In the healing, the son is the healing. The son is the healing. In the healing of the nobleman's son, the nobleman representing exalted thoughts makes more direct contrast with divine mind and so seeks to have the healing power brought to bear upon the activity in the subconsciousness, which apparently dying, in other words, losing sight of the life and substance necessary for its perfection. Yeshua did not go down to the sick child because in doing its quickening, healing work with the spiritual I am does not direct its force into the realm of effects or give weight to adverse appearances, 
but calmly and deliberately declares the truth. The subconsciousness receives the word and is comforted and healed. The bodily activities bear witness to the fact that harmony and order are restored. The father knew, himself believed, and his whole house. The son should be healing. And the metaphysical meaning of son of man is that in us which discerns the difference between truth and error. When we get this understanding, we are in a position to free our soul from sin and our body from disease, which is the effect of sin. The son of man must be lifted up. So there is no way to do this except through prayer. Prayer and meditation. And the metaphysical meaning of father, father is one who has begotten a child, one who gives origin, one who gives origin to a generator. God as father is the great cause, the cause of all life, all being. There is only one source from which all living ideas and all living objects proceed. We call this source the father. God is the father of all that is. He is the cause. And just on a side note, you know, it's a blessing that men who have children are called father, just like the Most High is called father. Overstand the archetype and the role. As, as cause, God is a seed idea of life present in every unmanifest or manifest creation. As source, he continually sustains and supplies each expression of himself with all that is necessary for its, deve- for its development. God as Father is the cause and source of the mind and life that is being expressed everywhere, whether this is known to the senses or unknown to them. There is also another sense in which we think of God as Father. Yeshua would not have chosen the word Father to describe God had he wished to simply to describe a cause or a principle. There is a relationship with God into which we can enter where he seems closer than breathing and nearer than hands and feet. When we enter into this relationship, we become acutely aware of God as a living presence, and we are lifted up by his love. In this consciousness, we are able to say, as Yeshua did, Father, You know, and the father mind is the loving principle, the absolute, the great unlimited, the son of the living word. Father and son, resulting in knowing both. We are quickened in spiritual understanding. We experience a renewal of mind and a transformation of body. A source of profound understanding, illumination, and wisdom. Right, the father principle, the immutable principle of being, lying back of all existence as cause and unapproachable only along the lines of perfect law. An allegiance to the father, the consciousness that divine wisdom is guiding the universe and man, which gives man a feeling of security. Allegiance to the father signifies a constant devotion to and trust in the Father and the metaphysical meaning of Abinoam, Abinoam, pleasantness, father of delight, father of graciousness, an Israelite of the tribe of Nephitali, and father of Barak the judge, 
who with Deborah the prophetess delivered Israel. In Judges 4, 6, and 5, 1. The metaphysical meaning of Abinoam is the strength of beautiful, pleasant, gracious thoughts whose true origin is God, the divine mind, the father of pleasantness, the father of delight, the father of graciousness. This name seems to suggest the thought that delight, pleasantness, sweetness, and beauty are the result of giving oneself over to the, to the expression of sense in the physical. This is a mistake that mortal man has always made. But he must rise to the understanding that all real joy and grace come from spirit and are the result of high, pure spiritual thinking. And the metaphysical meaning of Zarephath. Zarephath is a place of refinement, understand. The smelting place, the place of purification, purification with fire, the place of purity, the place of trial. <laughs> the place where lived the widow who fed, who fed Elijah during the famine. According to the story, she gave him the last of the supply of food she had on hand, whereupon there continued to be sufficient food for them throughout the whole period of the famine. The purifying fires of the inner subjective life centers. The inner the the inner subjective life centers. The place of refinement. The place of purification. Therapath means place of refinement. And smelting is the extracting of precious metals by heat. This refining work is literally what takes place in the man who has let sense expression deplete him until he is forced to give up and turn to purifying fires of spirit for renewal. Thus the error is separated from the true. It is put away. And the true strength, substance, power, life, and other spiritual qualities come forth in renewed expression. It is at Zarephath that the widow Love bereft of wisdom, overstand, in a state of partial starvation, gives her little supply of substance and joy to the sustenance of spiritual life and wisdom and receives an all-sufficient supply in return. The widow of Zarephath represents the divine feminine, individual consciousness. Elijah is the divine masculine or wisdom separated these are both in a state of lack. But when they are joined in consciousness, increase at once begins and there is abundant good. The jar of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of the oil fail. The purifying fires of the inner subjective life centers. And the metaphysical meaning of Elijah Elijah is Jehovah is God. My God is Jah, God of Jehovah, Jehovah God, Israel. The metaphysical meaning, the spiritual I am of man's consciousness. Elijah on Mount Carmel represents the I am and the realization of its unfettered power. 
Elijah championed the cause of God with such enthusiasm that he became violent and destructive, right, that warrior. This was the Jezebel side of his character. I say the warrior side of his character. But he was willing to be instructed. He slowly learned the lesson that one must receive the kingdom of God as a little child. He started out with the roar of a whirlwind and ended up with the whisper of a still, small voice. Second Kings 2, 1 to 11 signifies the changes of consciousness in the individual in his development and regeneration. Development and regeneration, the changes of consciousness that go along with that. Elijah, the spiritual I am, represents the guardian and the, and the administer of the divine law, right? All the archetypes are being shown here. You have the sage, you have the priest, you have the magician, overstand. Elijah was taken by a whirlwind into heaven. The positive or dominant element of the I am Elijah must be taken by the Lord into a state of peace and harmony. The fiery or destructive tendency of Elijah must be blotted out by the mildness and sweet-tempered obedience of Elisha. Elijah with Elisha went from Gagal when he was to be taken up into heaven, 2 Kings 2.1. One meaning of Gagal is rolling away, rolling away. It signifies the total denial of sense bondage. Denial of sense bondage must be followed by positive affirmations of truth. That's what tonight was. Positive affirmations of truth, overstand, accompanied by obedience and the quiet resolution to go forward in spiritual development, symbolized by Elisha. This results in the permanent establishment of higher states of consciousness as man demonstrates more of his inherent powers. The divine masculine that lies within the inherent powers innately embedded plan before conception seated in your mother's womb to unfold and bloom Overstand. The divine man, stand up within, right? Show yourself. Be aware. Find your stance if you dare, okay? <laughs> Find your stance, brother, right? And walk your talk. Stand firm in your word and mean what you say. In Yeshua's name. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace.
of God and nature first made us what we are. And out of our own creative genius, we make ourselves what we want to be. Follow always that great law. Let God and the sky be our limit and eternity our measurement. There is no height to which you cannot climb without the active intelligence of your own mind. Mind creates. And as much as we desire in nature, we can have through the creation of our own mind.
Tapping into Ori, connecting within Tapping into Ori, connecting within Blessings and grace. I want to thank you again for joining me on this musing. The future of men reclaim the divine masculine. I'd like to show love to my co-host, which is the musical frequency. That was just Lorraine Chai, Speak Life, Maisie Blue, Sankofa, Oziah's Mantra, Marcus Garvey, John Coltrane, Giant Steps, Sun Ra, God Spell. Tech Loon, Oberoi, Bodhi Sativa featuring Yuba, The Depth of Source, Claire Angel, Time, Charm Taylor, Mind as Water, Interludes, Charm Taylor, Mother of Nine, Nairobi Selah, Hookless, Black Omolo, Truth and Right, Oshun, Protect Yourself, Isnavi, Mind Elevation, John Nine, Brothers, Black Coffee featuring Zeno, Someday, John 9, As a Man, Abijah Lioness, The Rules of Life, Kaz Soul, Love is God, The Whitefield Brothers featuring Bajaka, Earthology, Sarak, The 13th Planet, Remix, and John 9, Attention. Blessings and strength and clarity and formation of manifestation to all. Love and grace.